0: Welcome to 12-Man Raid, the Azeroth Fantasy Football League podcast. This week, Bean and I will recap the league's Week 1 matchups. We will also discuss reactions, injuries, waivers, top performers, and end with some Week 1 awards. Thank you so much for listening, let's get started. And welcome to the first of many recaps for week one. Bean,
1: how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It could be doing better after this week, but <laughs> that is Spanish football. Yep, yeah, I did about
0: 50-50 in my leagues. We'll see how this one goes. Me and Zorbis currently are neck and neck. We'll get to that soon, but we're... We're a little ways into the third quarter of the Monday Night Football game now and we're recording, so we'll uh, give updates on that as we go. Um, I'm sure for a lot of people, the sky is kind of falling. I know for Frazier and Frilly, uh, me and you, we, everyone that's losing, basically, not having the week they would want. Um, what do you think?
1: Uh, I, I mean, uh, there are some teams that underperformed. I think everyone just needs to settle down a little bit. There's some really <laughs> poor offenses that played this week. And, I mean, much like the Packers, for example, last year, they started their first game 38-3 to and lost. Mm-hmm. I think the the offense there is going to be fine. So I don't think it's time to hit the panic button and start doing a lot of stuff. But, I mean, right. it, it's going to be interesting. But definitely was a week a lot of the top tier guys didn't show as much as we would have liked them to show
0: yeah with touchdowns especially but we did get to see a lot of questions get answered with usage and that's what we'll focus on a lot here is just the targets and the outlook moving forward red zone was pretty awesome this week this is about as good as it gets for red zone sometimes you get those kind of dead red zone weeks where there isn't a lot happening but especially witching hour uh really delivered
1: you mean you got red zone to work this week
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah after 45 minutes and being very very angry yeah i, I got it to work i actually hopped place. in discord because mike was streaming it in discord and i watched it tell my until it started working, and then nice. and then I watched that on my TV.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of places. I saw Reddit post talking about uh, what's that TV channel, the Sling, not working right off the bat, yep. and that's what ninety percent of people just signed up for Sling for. So,
0: yep, that's what I. I mean, that's what I have is Sling. So that was exactly what's <laughs> going on. Finally, the kickers were crazy. Um, the overtimes are crazy. The Bengals game, especially was just completely nuts. And I can't believe I can't believe Pittsburgh won because I just thought that was going to be a tie. And then somehow the Bengals figured out a way to to give it back to him with like, I don't remember what it was, like 15 seconds left or something. So uh, pretty good
1: week one. Yeah, it was especially that game long snapper goes down like for the Bengals and his first snap is absolutely pristine. And then the extra point to win the game is just a horrible snap, crazy. ending mm-hmm. to that game.
0: And that's the stuff that usually they'll talk about a lot. They'll be like, oh man, the long snappers out. We could have some problems. And then it never like nothing ever happens. And then that game, it was like every single thing that could go wrong went wrong because of the long snapper thing is, yes. yeah, it was wild. All right. Let's do some week 1 overreactions. I I'll start. Uh the Cowboys suck. They're the worst team in the NFL. Watching them was embarrassing. Going to school and all the kids know I'm Cowboys fans was rough today and I couldn't even defend it. The only positive thing that I can get out of the game is that Micah Parsons is an absolute animal and yes, he's he the is. only He's the only player to have sacked Tom Brady twice in a game since 2010,
1: which is nuts. Was that both on third downs too in the first like, yep. half of the game? That was yep. yeah. Andy should have had three. For...
0: He got mad held on one play, especially. I'm not usually one that's like shouting for holding all the time, but he was getting like horse collar held um, on that play that their left tackle went down. I think that's why it didn't get called. It's because that guy got hurt, but. Um, Other overreactions. I mean, Aaron Rodgers should clearly retire, don't you think?
1: I I mean, after that game with the (laughs) the Vikings, pressure was absolutely insane the whole game. Like he couldn't get settled. Uh, I would have been curious to see what that game's tempo would have been like if Christian Watson doesn't drop the ball in the first play of the mm-hmm. Packers run from offense. Like that just changes it's a game changer right there. That would have been the Packers' first play of the offense or for their offense. That's
0: confidence for I, him the whole game too. Just gone. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I I mean that's the whole thing. That's what they've said. It's all about those rookie wide receivers. And if they can they can pull up their pants and play well They'll do fine. <laughs> it doesn't look like that happened at all. There's nothing from a synchronization standpoint that looked good in that game. So, yeah, if it doesn't clean up like it has in the past few years, like, I definitely agree. Yeah. You probably will retire midseason. Uh, you just got to pull the, up their the pants and get going,
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's, what the, that's what my coach always said. <laughs> uh, yes. The... I don't think this is an overreaction. I think this is probably appropriate, but the Patriots of old are officially dead. The Pats really, they just look like a normal team. Bill Belichick looks normal. Josh McDaniels yeah. being gone was really noticeable. I, I I, know the Patriots always start slow, but they don't start slow like that. That was,
1: ugh, I don't know. Yeah, that was definitely not a good showing of the patriots and i mean if you're a patriots fan i think you have cause for concern especially with uh with the injury to their quarterback it's just like what's going to happen with that he's been having back Mm -hmm. spasms but i mean if they don't have him i mean bill belichick isn't going to be able to just throw any willy-nilly quarterback in there and have a successful offense so yeah we'll have to see
0: not really it, it fantasy may,
1: relevant but
0: well and, okay. and maybe maybe it'll take a while for them to get their new systems in place but i i don't have the same like when i watch the pass i don't get the same like when i used to even when they weren't very good you'd kind of know that they'd hang around or they'd find weird ways to win and none of that i mean none of that was happening um oh. right right now the afc looks absolutely insane the chiefs the chargers even the raiders and then the bills they the AFC just looks so stacked compared to the NFC. The NFC I think looks pretty mixed. The best team this week honestly looked like the Eagles, and the Lions came within three. So yeah, yeah I definitely the-
1: agree with that. I, the Bills are by far the most impressive to me. I mean, it's just like everything was clicking from a defensive standpoint. It's just like was led by that, and their offense just played well and fed off of that as well. Yeah, but, the Chiefs I mean, too the Chiefs
0: came out. The, they looked crazy good, way better than I thought. I mean, they just they looked great.
1: Yeah, you want every piece of that offense if you can get your hands on it this year. So, mm-hmm. especially if they keep that up, it's more like For the sure. Chiefs of twenty twenty. So
0: yeah, I'd mm-hmm. agree with that. All right, let's move to our segments. We'll start with um, patch notes, which will be kind of a talking about notable performances and where we think. There might be some nerfs, buffs, bugs, anything like that in the season. So we'll get to patch notes.
1: Patch notes. Yeah, the and pa- first I'll, I'll I oh, can go read off with what you have written here is the, the Packers have been nerfed. I definitely, watching the Denver Broncos game against Seattle tonight has made me miss Nathaniel Hackett, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Packers of last year. Uh, there's definitely something missing. Uh, from that standpoint, we will have to see if anything can kind of change, especially from a wide receiver chemistry standpoint, like Alan Lazard being out doesn't help that situation, but mm-hmm. he's not the replacement to Devonte Adams. So if they can't find some chemistry there with a couple of the wide receivers, it's just never going to work. Honestly, I would have, I want to have every piece of their running back core. So, uh. AJ Dillon, I think, is the one you want for fantasy because it just seems like he's got the upside for touchdown capabilities, but Aaron Jones, like, he went out in as many passes as most wide receivers did, so he's going to still have strong influence in in every game that comes out, so I think that's where you want to be. I don't think you want to be on their wide receivers until somebody starts proving they're going to be the guy Rodgers can trust, so
0: yeah i honestly foresee them soon becoming like they'll they'll start finding their stride becoming like a really strong play action team kind of like the seahawks were for a long time it's just a question if the packers defense can hold up to that kind of game but the the running backs looked really good the score the scoreboard didn't reflect how good they looked running the ball and just they i think they were both on the field at the same time sometimes too and that I mean, that's going to get stronger as the season goes on. Running games typically do, so.
1: Yeah, I, and I mean, the the big thing with the, even though with, like, just to talk about my team a little bit, like, the Packers gave up, what, three big plays to Justin Jefferson? Like, if you cut those three big plays out, I think that game goes a lot differently. It, it's a lot of big mm. play stuff. Their defense does well, but they definitely weren't at top par. And the news today that, Jair Alexander, some people say the top cornerback in the league, didn't cover Justin Jefferson once yesterday.
0: Why? I was just going to ask that. I have no idea
1: why. That's another defensive scheme that's really got a lot of Packers fans questioning what the hell are they doing. But, I mean, you'll have to wait and see throughout the rest of the year if something there changes. I know there's still that old school mindset of like, you know, Jalen
0: Ramsey for a long time too he wants to play his side and doesn't follow people like you can't do that anymore they move people around so much corners have to follow people because they'll just scheme them you know jefferson plays a slot he was running out of the slot i mean he they'll line they'll matchups are just so important because defense can't really intimidate anymore with hits so Mm -hmm. you you just need your best you know best on best and i was going to ask that i'm like i I didn't notice Jair Alexander in coverage on any of those plays, and it was that's probably why those plays well, happened.
1: Yeah, he didn't so. cover him one time. He he said basically to the Packers head reporter uh, for ESPN, "I didn't cover him once, and that was not my decision. That was coaching's decision, basically." So and if you he covered Thielen, of people, what what, yeah. what were Thielen's stats on the day? <laughs> yeah, what did he have? One catch, two catches? If yeah, not? yeah, that's, that's like four targets. It, yeah. It was not good it's not a good stat line for Thielen, but I mean, what can you do? Right. But we can move on to somebody other than the Packers because I could talk about him forever. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um
0: the Eagles have received a huge buff apparently, uh in the form of AJ Brown. He was it was just him and Goddard only getting targeted. And then on top of that, their running game looked like last year although it is frustrating for fantasy it's a three-headed monster boston scott miles sanders gainwell all getting touchdowns and then on top of that Hertz had 17 carries which that's like lamar jackson mvp numbers that's a lot of carries i don't know if he can hold up to that but uh they they looked pretty scary i know it's the lions and people are gonna eye roll a bit that the Lions stayed in with them, but that's what the Lions do. They Dan Campbell's able to kind of make people play up to the level and then mess the game up by randomly kicking an onside kick. But, uh, yeah, the Eagles, I think, look pretty good. Uh, I hate the Eagles with passion because I'm a Cowboys fan, but begrudgingly, they, they do look like a pretty complete team.
1: Oh, I definitely agree. Other than that, I think their defense is just mediocre, but... And their offense surprised me, especially their running backs. Like, I have no part in any of the running backs in any of my fantasy leagues, and I regret that decision as of this week. Whether that'll hold true for the rest of the season, who knows. But it's kind of like, who do you who do you trust in that backfield? And I think Miles Sanders is the guy there, but, I mean, they're obviously going to involve everybody and ignore all of their wide receivers minus A.J. Brown and Goddard. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, Devonta Smith is surprising. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a if if you uh, have the cojones to start Devonta Smith the next week, I could see them trying to scheme him in. You see a lot of that in week two where mm-hmm. someone doesn't get love and then they just like he'll get ten targets or something crazy uh, drawn up for him because he'll be mad this week. So. I don't know who
1: their matchup is, but that'll be a big one. Well, that'll be a deciding factor for me if I want to play Devonte Smith. So, hmm.
0: um. The Chiefs were nerfed in the offseason with the loss of Tyreek Hill, but uh, not strong enough apparently because they're still uh, one of the strongest classes in the game. Uh, it, it was honestly crazy how they came out and just, it was like that 2020 Chiefs where they just scored, like they just Every went down the field, they touched the scored, ball. <laughs> yep, and then just trot out the field and you looked up and it's like, they have 24 points already, like how do you even, it's just... That's scary. It's
1: like one of those Madden game teams where you're playing Madden and you just don't stop scoring. You're like, well, what's the point of this game anymore? <laughs> That's exactly. What like to be. Yeah.
0: The Bills look uh, very overtuned. The offense is just as scary as it has been lately. But, man, that defense, it's not even like uh, – uh, who do they play? I,
1: I can't remember. Bills? Who did they play. they play? They played the Rams.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Rams. It's not even like the Rams looked like – Bad. It was just their defense was insane. And, and their pass rush especially. That's what turned out in the playoffs for them last year. And Von Miller being added to that. I did think the announcers went a little overboard on the impact of Von Miller. But, he, I mean, I think he had two sacks and he was going off. I, yep. I don't think it's too much of an overreaction to say you might need to watch the Bills. Because they might be a scary matchup for especially uh, bad teams where they're going to just absolutely dominate them. We'll we'll have to see. They're the Super Bowl favorite for a reason. They they look like Super Bowl busts this year.
1: Yeah, and if they continue this the, that type of play throughout the first, I mean, 10 weeks of the year, they're a team that I can honestly be scared of sitting all their players for the last 2 to 3 weeks if they're just continuously stomping and have the number 1 mm. seed locked up, but we'll we'll have to wait yeah. and see.
0: I don't know. I, that that would be weird if you have a buy locked up, getting in three weeks. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. But I have strong opinions on that. I won't I won't talk about it now. <laughs> um, and then the the last thing on the patch notes is if people didn't know, there's currently a bug with kickers. Um, they're missing way more field goals than usual. So if you can avoid it, um, don't have kickers shot out there to kick game winners because uh, for whatever reason they're missing. It, it wasn't even consistent. They are missing right. And then they come out and miss left. It was just very bizarre. What was going on? Weather wasn't a factor. It was just like Evan McPherson, one of the best kickers missing everything. It was ridiculous.
1: Yes, that
0: was, it's just, you got a little bit of everything this week. Yep. That's what makes a good week is (laughs) honestly, I was listening to part of my take this morning, the barstool, uh, podcast, and they, they were absolutely right when they said a good red zone week always starts with kickers playing poorly like they're 100% right <laughs> like if kickers start missing field goals you know it's going to be a good week for red zone <laughs> absolutely yes That's awesome. all right um let's get into injuries uh which are in this segment we call balance changes so here we go
1: balance changes
0: all right there we have quite a few on here but I'll try to I'll try to get through him quick and then being if you wanna comment on any in between you certainly can. But Dak Prescott getting surgery on his throwing hand, he's out multiple weeks. Cowboy I'm a Cowboys fan again. Uh they have a week nine bye. They play the Lions and the Bears week seven and eight. I would say if he's not back by week six, I would expect him not back till after the bye because they'll just play the Lions and play the Bears. Uh because they're not gonna be playing for anything is my my worry. So I I think he's almost droppable, I dare say, especially because we don't have injured reserve, and he did not look good anyway. So, uh, yeah, I think he's certainly droppable and is pretty scary if you drafted Dak to be your quarterback.
1: I think these next five weeks will be Mike McCarthy's job being on the line in yep. Dallas. We'll have Sean will to see Payton, if he can rip something Sean, together. Without Sean Dak. Payton
0: next year calling it hoping wishful thinking (laughs) t t higgins got a concussion that's something he's in the concussion protocol that's that's a real thing he has to pass it before he can practice usually players come back from the protocol but not all the time it did look like he got teed up pretty good no pun intended um and uh i would say if he doesn't practice at all this week he probably won't play but look for him to get in that uh thursday you know thursday is a big practice usually that's usually the first or excuse me usually the last full pad full not just a
1: walkthrough practice so thursday is going to be huge uh watch for that he was still in protocol as of today like this afternoon i think around four o'clock he still hadn't cleared they had updated so yeah that's not a good sign He will be thursday will be the
0: day to really see that's usually when they come back so uh and if t higgins doesn't come back uh in the waivers we'll talk a bit about well maybe not because i can't remember I, tyler boyd is the one someone, to watch but i think has somebody tyler has him there. yeah so uh not only the higgins owner should be watching but also the boyd owner because boyd uh is good he just is buried in the depth will chart produce. yes uh keenan allen had a hamstring that, that's not a keenan Allen's always banged up which is rough he normally does play uh if he can he's getting an mri but they play on thursday night against the chiefs and i would i would bet i mean i would say he's 90 percent not going to play i'd be very surprised if he played and if he did um i would honestly it's be scared to start limited. him limited yep. yeah he'd be on a, a pitch count maybe
1: more, more of a decoy than anything i think for uh, them to play well, and they've done that
0: in the past last year in the playoffs mm-hmm. he said he was gonna play start him he put up a bagel he did nothing <laughs> uh mac jones like you said earlier he's got the back spasms not sure how severe it is yet i would guess that's going to be a thing we watch all week and i know no one's starting mac jones but it matters for other players on the patriots brian hoyer's the backup and and really i wouldn't be as worried as i would be about other quarterbacks because to me brian hoyer and mac jones are about the same doesn't change too much for me for skill players that's my opinion i don't know how you feel about it being
1: yeah i mean you're not getting mac jones isn't like the end all be all at end for the Patriots, but it just hurts not having your guy who's been in there practicing with like the once all preseason. Yeah. Like that's well, and you, you're not starting.
0: Thing. You're not starting wide receivers for them anyway, but yeah, with, with running backs, all that stuff matters reps. So I see where you're going with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, wandale robinson no no one signed no one has him he's a free agent but he was kind of one to watch for the giants he already has a knee injury he's a very small i think he's like 5'7 170 or something he's already hurt it's not really important for us but it does impact his potential upside for anybody kind of keeping an eye on him and i think it's actually a bump, bump up for Kadarius tony who i think he saw seven snaps But when he was in those seven snaps, he looked good. And with Wandale out, I bet Tony goes right into that role. So kind of a sneaky hold, I think, just to see what Tony does.
1: Yeah, that was an interesting stat that Kadarius Tony was, like, not relevant in the offense, like, from a snap percentage-wise. So I don't know if something's going on there with a bad coaching situation but yeah I feel like it's in-house that, yeah you hope that this injury just paves the way for him to get in more snaps going forward
0: I love Kadarius Tony he I think he's really good if he just wasn't such a like an idiot in real life but he's <laughs> mm-hmm. really talented if he can stay healthy um a couple for the Steelers T.J. Watt I know he's not an offensive player in fantasy it's like why are we talking about T.J. Watt he's probably out for the year if not most of the season, with a torn pec. They, they have not released anything about TJ Watt, but I don't know if you saw in Red Zone, you could literally read his lips. He's like, I think I tore my pec. It was kind of funny <laughs> to see that. Um, yeah, I
1: saw, I saw the last news that I saw on TJ Watt was he's getting second opinion. <laughs> so we'll have to see what the second opinion's going to be. Yeah, he wouldn't be a Watt if he wasn't
0: tearing something every other game. But uh, I, I think it does hurt. Pittsburgh possibly keeping games close and I do think to the but I treat division games differently from normal games I don't think Pittsburgh is that good I know they won in overtime division games are just a coin flip to me I, I'd be mm-hmm. curious to see not not to mention morale uh, I mean Micah uh, what's his name Minka Fitzpatrick looked incredible but without TJ Watt uh, I don't know They they lose a lot of power there because teams just double Cameron Hayward so I'd be curious moving forward I think there I think it hurts Najee Harris a little bit or the running back um and it makes Trubisky have to step up although I I did think Trubisky played better than Roethlisberger did last year which I I guess it's not really a compliment but still he's as good or better so
1: yep 100 percent
0: um Najee Harris has a a foot injury. That's all I could really find on it. And the direct quote was it's not considered serious. So I would expect him to start it. Just keep an eye on it. I bet he'll come out with tape on it. He'll be fine. He's a workhorse back. I am not super worried, but still something to keep an eye
1: on Elijah Mitchell. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, that it was just, they, they did an MRI and there was nothing. It came back negative. So Nothing oh, good, con- okay. Concern for Najee.
0: Yeah, Elijah Mitchell, the thing we were worried about, we talked about a lot in the draft, happened. That dude just gets hurt all the time. He has a knee. He's getting an MRI. Maybe you saw.
1: He had a strained MCL, so he's out for their estimating six to eight weeks. Ooh, man. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, next man up for the Niners, not really a big deal, but that's why putting that capital into Mitchell was... A bit scary and the draft is over so it is what it is but that sucks because again he <laughs> he looked good it, that i love elijah mitchell but he just he can't stay healthy man and then the last one chris godwin he was already banged up he played he kind of looked banged up even before he went out of the game but he hurt his hamstring you saw him kind of pull up he looked like he dra- drug his leg a little bit on a route or something and they're, I think they're gonna really baby him now uh, and not let him play, uh, especially because
1: Julio looked really dang good. So yeah, uh, he did. No, yeah. uh, he was one big play from having a huge fantasy week, and there's a couple shots that
0: mm-hmm. Tom Brady took, and
1: they were there just trusting him. So
0: it honestly, I don't want to overreact, but i'm getting randy moss 2007 vibes from julio the way he his face he looks like he looks so serious brady was just pissed at everybody but he didn't say one thing to julio i mean it was yeah uh we'll have to see honestly not the worst week one i've ever seen actually pretty tame in terms of injuries mm-hmm. we lost like one or two big players and one is a quarterback so um not a not a big deal um yeah so as always we did not get everybody so just keep an eye on your players uh but these are the notable ones that we saw um and we'll move forward to our top performers of the week with their top parses top
1: parses
0: at quarterback patrick mahomes had 32.9 points following closely behind him i believe was josh allen and then i think third is actually hilarious to say do you know who it is being not a clue carson wentz <laughs> <laughs> yes that's good. so yep uh at running backs saquon barkley had 28.4 i think jonathan taylor was second um and taylor had 31 carries and barkley did it on 18 barkley looked like he looked barkley of old completely
1: healed uh he's yeah he's scary he looks so good yeah he definitely looked like the barkley of old from that we saw back he didn't he look into the- he didn't look scared like when you know like the last couple of
0: years when he's been hurt he seemed to to hesitate but he didn't he ran like i hate to use all these corny things that people always say but it's true he he just ran with instinct like he you know he he did not look like he was second guessing anything and he hasn't done anything with daniel jones it was only eli manning so it was really good to see him do that with daniel jones i i may have barkley in a dynasty league so i'm a little more hyped than i should be but uh <laughs> yeah um for a wide receiver there were a lot of really good wide receivers but we can probably guess who the number one was it was justin jefferson he had 34.9 absolutely showing he can like i said in my draft review uh finish the years the wide receiver one we'll have to watch that um
1: only 180 some yards and two touchdowns no big deal
0: yeah, yeah that, that dude is... Not, he doesn't look like a one to me. Like, i, I no. the worst take I've ever had in my life is after his rookie year, I boldly proclaimed to everybody that'll be the best season of his career. He'll never repeat that again. I've never sounded so stupid. I want to punch myself. But <laughs> it is what it is. I just thought he was a slot receiver. I never thought he'd be a one, but turns out you can be a slot receiver and be a one now, so. yeah, Travis Kelsey... Uh, just another day at the office for him, 22 points. Uh, Mahomes doesn't care. They doesn't have Hill cause the real important person on that team is Kelsey. And I, I've, I'm a huge Kelsey fan. I did not doubt it. He's my tight end one by, I mean, he's one Andrews is two. everybody else is below them for me. Um, and Kelsey mm-hmm. showed it this week. Agreed. And then Love I did have a stack. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I do. I have a rookie on here too just the rookie top parser of the week. It was Jahan Dotson um, for our boy Carson Wentz. He had 16.5 points. Uh, Jahan Dotson makes the uh, Commanders look like they have a pretty scary receiver core with uh, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and then Curtis Samuel on the inside. Uh, I'm sure Wentz won't make him do that every week, but uh, they look pretty good.
1: Yep. No, I definitely agree. It's Washington Commanders with a new commander and – their quarterback and they looked pretty good oh my god that was rough <laughs> the new
0: commander uh and then the top parsing league team was mike and everybody knew that because mike was talking about it in the chat uh smack talking we'll see if that comes back to bite him um and with that being said we'll move on to our uh recaps here so here's the league game recaps league game recaps right we're gonna actually skip the first game which uh, bean will go over that's me versus Zorbis, just because it is happening right now so we'll do that one last um so i'm going to start with mike versus jelly mike won 123 to um, jelly's 70 points highest score of the week Um, and i'll just talk a bit about each team what i saw clyde edwards hilaire came out 20 points he looked great i think anyone owning, uh, Edwards Hilaire feels really good. Like, man, he solidified himself as the back and all this stuff. But the thing that I noticed, he had 10 total touches, seven carries and Isaiah Panchenko, the backup had 12 carries. Um, so that would scare me as an Edwards Hilaire owner. And in the leagues that I have Edwards Hilaire, I'm actually going to try to trade him this week. Um, just trying to catch people, not, uh, noticing that because, it was very much a 50-50 split. Um, Saquon Barkley, absolutely back. 18 carries, six catches on seven targets. I mean, this is what we've been waiting for for two years. Justin Jefferson, again, looking like the wide receiver one. Kirk looks great. He's a little inconsistent every year, so we'll have to see. Next week, i will probably throw the ball at his feet. But, uh, I mean, he looks like he can keep Jefferson at the top there. And then Kyler showing why he's still a top quarterback he looked pretty bad but he produces just based on what he's able to do in the game and like i said in the draft review connor still sniping red zone touchdowns there was a the first drive they scored on they tried to get him with kyler he didn't quite get in they came out first down and goal handed it to connor and he just took like a five yard touchdown away from kyler and the wide receivers uh, Bean, anything to say about Mike's team before I moved to Jelly?
1: No, just the Pacheco, like, was in for 23% of snaps, so he isn't seeing a lot of field time, but when he is, he's getting the ball. So something to be interesting, interesting to look at.
0: And that's something that, com- I mean, I would almost guarantee that's Andy Reid not wanting him to pass protect, and then that's the only thing keeping Edwards uh, Hilaire on the field right now. I'm not trying to, like, totally poop on Edwards Hilaire, but seven carries to 12 is scary. Um, but we'll have to see. He, he could have value moving forward. He is on one of the best offenses. For Jelly, Aaron Rodgers looked really bad. Overthrows, underthrows, no uh, synergy with his receivers at all. I, I don't think that that's indicative of the whole season, but it is scary to trot him out there when he can put up weeks like this, and especially with their emphasis on the run. Um, he I took think a Rodgers, shot. <laughs> Oh, did he get hit? Yeah, talk about he that. He
1: took a huge shot in, I think it was start of, or close to the end of the second quarter, and he just got railed. I thought he wasn't getting up. Somebody went off with a concussion, but it wasn't him. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I didn't see
0: that. I, I must have missed it. Um, I think Rodgers, for the first time in his career, for fantasy purposes, is a, is a streaming QB right now. Good matchups. Might drop him. I, it's hard to drop Aaron Rodgers, so I'm not sure, but... Uh, like last year, it was the so. same thing. He finished the year as MVP. And the, last year, their first game, 38-3. to So
1: probably yeah, a little too early to drop them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their, their start this year looks better than their start last year. They had basically three opportunities for touchdowns. And two of them slipped away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Taylor just eight big
0: time. First overall pick for good reason. 31 carries. that Those are Derrick Henry numbers. Well, and Jonathan Taylor numbers now. But, that I mean, that's what you want. He had all the opportunities. The only thing I do worry about a bit is the wear and tear of the season, but that boy had 400 carries like three seasons in a row at Wisconsin. It's not new to him. I I, I think he can handle it. He's very young. Um, Leonard Fournette looked great. He also looked absolutely monstrous. He looked like a lineman. Uh, Micah Parsons tackled him on the first play of the game, and he literally looked like... It looked like a kid tackling his father or something. It was hilarious,
1: actually. Yeah, there's a reason why they want him in all the time, and that's because he's a great blocker as long as well as a great runner. He looked on oh, he looked that. like an unstoppable running back.
0: Did you like see London that Fortnite pancake a block weeks, he
1: had years ago? Yep,
0: I sure did. <laughs> that was some bull. I got so mad. I, I watched that live. I was watching parsons and not the play and that was a I, i'm pretty sure that was a huge pass to julio but that was mm-hmm. some cheap shot oh if if parsons would have been hurt i would have been so mad anyway yeah this is going to be a show just about the packers and the cowboys if you don't watch <laughs> out but um, uh jellies receivers amari cooper cd lamb darnell mooney they all looked bad they looked really bad uh cd i think is just I mean, it's hard to judge CD because he was triple covered and Dak was just super forcing him the ball. I think he, it's just hard to say. I, I think he needs to get comfortable, but Amari Cooper, uh, he did not really look like he's, his heart's in the game. And uh, Darnell Mooney, I'm not sure what's going on, but I, I've mentioned this before. He kind of disappears and he might be a matchup play. I'm not sure. Um, uh, Dar- I mean, if, oh, yeah. did you watch the game? I watched a bit of it. I I didn't really see him doing much. I think he only got a couple targets.
1: I don't think. I want to say they threw the ball less than twenty times in that game because I. I mean, it was hard to see. But at the if you watch the end of that game, like there literally were puddles on the field. Like, oh sure, stadium needs to go. (laughs) Yeah, it needs. That's true. So I, I. I don't think anybody in the passing game from the from Chicago or like. The Niners really should be too concerned with anything like that game was a monsoon, and when you got your quarterback throwing the ball with a glove on his hand because he can't get a grip on the ball, that's not a good sign for <laughs> for your wide receivers that game. So
0: yeah, and I didn't think about that. I just saw he threw a couple touchdowns, Fields it, but he only had 17 attempts. So yeah, maybe I'm yeah. overreacting on on Mooney, but Amari, oof, CD with uh, Cooper Rush in there. I don't know. He's still the one, you know, people come back healthy, but definitely worrying. I don't need to tell Jelly that because I'm sure he's like, yeah, I know I had him. They were horrible, um, but it is what it is. Darren Waller, uh, he was involved, but Adams is a new alpha on that team, and Waller is just kind of a, a very clear step down from the top guys. He's no longer up there with Kelsey and Mandrews, and then in that same game, josh jacobs he got the expected workload that we kind of thought he would get he got 10 carries but on jelly's bench he had cordero patterson he had like 24 he looked great just like he did at the beginning of last year and uh dj tark also looked really good he had double digit targets if i remember correctly um and that's that's a good problem to have with other you know other receivers struggling i think jelly's depth
1: uh really showing here so yeah that's all i got for those games Yeah, so I can start off with the next one. We have Freely versus Devastator, who we had ranked at the bottom of our power rankings, I believe, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I had him a little higher.
1: I, I I had him at the bottom and pulled out a win in the first week. Seventy nine to one thirteen, unless if there's anybody else playing, but the game is pretty much decided. If there is, uh, I'll start off with Frilly's team. It's Not good when your quarterback has five turnovers in a game that they ended up losing in overtime. Uh, Burrow did not look solid, but I mean, they were. He wasn't. He's was never comfortable in the pocket. He had a couple touchdowns, which saved him from a week like Aaron Rodgers or others that performed very poorly so i don't think that's going to continue i think it's just jitters for the first week um i think that'll calm down throughout the rest of the the rest of every every tip
0: about every tip was going to the steelers too i actually really liked the way burrow played he it didn't look like it phased him at all he just kept slinging it was just one of those weeks I, i would write that off honestly
1: yep and then Cook and Jones. So, Aaron Jones and uh, Dalvin Cook both had really strong performances. Neither of them scored touchdowns, so their stat lines don't look the greatest. Dalvin Cook, I think, rushed for almost 90 yards. Uh, Aaron Jones was really uh, an influence in the passing game, like he's going to be all year long. So, those catches and such really add up. And I mean, Dalvin Cook, like the Dalvin Cook of light, he just never got a touchdown. Uh, And once those guys start scoring touchdowns, eh, those teams will be just fine. So, not too much to be concerned about however their frilly's next running back would be something i'd be a little bit concerned about with damien pierce he looked like he's kind of the number two to rex burkhead we'll have to see what that looks like here come throughout the rest of the season but it did look like the rex burkhead show compared to pierce's show yeah Um, weave it to the sneaky
0: texans to have to try to i mean i don't know why coaches do that crap the texans are bad Oh, Pierce yeah. is a, I yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah. Rex had why? I mean, you're bad.
1: Right. Get Pierce out there, see what you got. I, I don't understand it, but yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Cooks and Waddle both had strong showings for the week. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing to be concerned with with any of those guys, but, I mean, Cooks looked good, just like, kind of like you stated in our second, or your second podcast with the power rankings, like, Cooks going to mm-hmm. get those numbers. He had 12 targets, seven catches for 182 yards, like, and then Waddle had uh, four for five with 69 and a touchdown. Like th- that's what you're going to kind of expect out of those guys every week. So in uh, P- Cook's doesn't get a touchdown in their tie game, like <laughs> and that'll change. I think he'll get some more touches yeah. and potentially touchdowns here later in the year. It's just time. will He's tell super, a bit more. super
0: consistent and uh, mm-hmm. a really nice stat line for Waddle as well.
1: Yeah. The only the other big concern, Dawson Knox. Was literally like non-existent in the Thursday night game, uh, which was a little surprising. Like I think he, I watched both targets, and he caught one of them for five yards. He just wasn't a part of the the game plan. It didn't seem like. We'll have to see if that continues, but. I mean, it, it kind of is a dictator of that game as well. We'll have to see. It was pretty much a blowout by middle of the second, middle of the second half, anyway. So on um, Gabe Davis, just...
0: six four. I mean, he's kind of taken that end zone rule from Knox a little bit, so that hurts him. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then, yeah, that was all I had for Frilly's team for Devastator. I mean, like we kind of said earlier, Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback to own if he's going to be like the. If the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be like they were in 2020 uh, and like they don't show anything to look like they're going to let anybody stop them. But I don't know if Arizona's defense is that great. I'm not familiar with Arizona's defense, but it, they ran over them and I wouldn't want to be. doesn't matter what
0: defense they're playing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to be owning a defense like that, even though this isn't a defensive league. Um, yeah. Harrison. Uh, We kind of talked about his injury, Najee, or not Harrison, Najee Harris, talked about his injury, nothing serious, Uh, didn't have, he only had like 10 carries, it wasn't a great week, but he had a touchdown, which kind of helped out his numbers, Uh, he's the workhorse, like Ryan said, it's not going to change anything there, so, Uh, and then the big surprise to me, which I would have never guessed in a million years, Miles Sanders getting 13 carries for 96 yards, and a touchdown, and then receiving, having two catches as well to just boost those numbers that he already got. So, Miles Sanders, if he continues rolling like that with that kind of efficiency, like, and the Eagles keep scoring the ball like they did in their game against Detroit, like, this team does start to look a lot scarier. If he's then, healthy,
0: he can rip big plays, and that's what he did week one.
1: And then A.J. Brown, I don't know if you saw the stat line, but 10 receptions? <laughs> he mm-hmm. had 10 out of the 18 completions that hurts jalen hurts through so if he gets fed the ball he he scored 20 over 20 points and he didn't have a touchdown like that's insane so also with yeah. landry like landry looks like the guy to own and for the saints or the saints like it's just a he also looked just a solid seven receptions for 114 yards like the saints might be scary i mean he didn't get one of those touchdowns i don't i know Mike Thomas got both the touchdowns, but
0: did I you mean, see the Jameis Winston interview where he's talking yes. about <laughs> where he's like it hurt, it hurt everywhere. <laughs> such meme,
1: We're such wondered. meme potential. It hurt everywhere.
0: Yeah. It hurt everywhere. And then Michael Thomas is just standing next to him, like, why am I next to this guy, man?
1: <laughs> yes, I saw that actually right before we started our podcast today. I'm just like, oh my god. I love
0: Jameis Winston. He is always
1: good for a soundbite. But You talk about C.D. Lamb not being the guy, Uh, the tight end for Dallas. I think is who you want to own now. If Mm -hmm. Cooper Rush is going to throw the ball to somebody, I think it's going to be that tight end position, and that just boosts Schultz numbers and touches throughout the rest of the year. So we'll have to see. Um, And then on, I think there's a couple bench players as well. Like there's just, I feel like Devastator's got a, a couple sleepers on his bench as well with Julio Jones and I mean Jonathan Williams snagged two touchdowns off of swift's numbers this week so uh i mean everything yeah they had in him the in a lot for, for he, devastator
0: he looks good yeah jamal williams is someone i would be comfortable starting as flex uh because they they get him involved and he catches passes and they're going to be playing in close games or from behind i yep, he's agreed. just another guy last year he looked great early in the season he got hurt so but swift looked legit but we'll get to him
1: yeah and then i left off the two people who are playing doesn't look like Cortland sutton or dk metcalf are gonna do much but it didn't matter this week for devastator as he took the win before the game even games even finished so i mean sutton's doing all right in the game currently dk metcalf has a ton of receptions but just not a lot of performance out of those catches so uh, yeah. i think those both of those guys will see more as the game goes on as well so well, he it, beat or... frilly
0: so bad she changed her team name <laughs> i saw that yeah, what was is rough.
1: what is the jimmy johns number seven with chips
0: i looked it up it was uh oh man i had it was like a something nightclub or i don't know it was pretty fancy it had salami provolone looked good i might try it i'm a big roast beef guy well we won't get into that but uh <laughs> jimmy john's top tier yes um popeye is also top tier i mean you can't really go wrong Alright, we'll move on to um, Bean versus Argy. And that was kind of a eh, it's kind of a low-scoring affair. Uh, Bean, you lost to Argy 74-78. I my my first note that I have on this game was it was a wet noodle fight, and that's that's about what it looked like. Um for Bean's team, Matt Ryan actually seemed fine. I know the numbers probably didn't look good, but the touchdowns will come. Uh he was producing, I think he had like 360 yards passing, something crazy like that. Um, it's just when you got Jonathan Taylor, uh, it's, it's kind of tough, but, um, Michael Pittman looks like an alpha receiver there. And yeah, I, I like Matt Ryan, even though his numbers weren't great, Jonathan, or not Jonathan Swift, uh, uh, Deandre Swift looks legit. He looks like a top running back. Very good. Williams cutting in kind of stinks, but, uh, Swift is still a top option. I, I mean, he, he's up there, I'd say in the top six running backs or so. Alvin Kamara, his volume was so low, and I, I, I really don't know why. I didn't watch much of that game. I know the Saints were down early and then kind of came back. So I don't know if you have anything to say on that. I didn't have much on Kamara other
1: than I just saw he had very, very low volume. I, I got an alert today saying he went from healthy to questionable. So I don't know. I didn't look up anything other than that. That was shortly before I think the game tonight started. So He was having uh, camp stuff too,
0: I know. So maybe they were just they had him on like a pitch count but they didn't they didn't say anything like it kind of feels yeah. that way i i didn't ex- i wouldn't expect that i i would expect him to be in especially if they're trailing uh very yep. weird no i agree michael pittman i think he has legit like wide receiver one top 12 wide receiver to end the year potential he looks good i mean he's 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 just underrated i'm not sure why but uh just peppered with targets nothing changed matt ryan's an upgrade from Wentz for me and yeah he looked good matt ryan doesn't mind throwing to the same guy over and over either um we saw that with julio for years your other wide receivers Allen robinson and dj moore they look bad um alan robinson especially i i don't know what's wrong with that guy i've always really liked him but they I, they're almost benches till i see him do something they just didn't yeah. seem very involved in the offense
1: that just was a game tempo type of thing. First look mm-hmm. was where Stafford had to go and they weren't utilizing Alan Robinson as their first look. Like it was, it was definitely Cooper cup all the way there. So mm-hmm. not much you can yeah. do. Hopefully that changes next week, but it'd be tough for me to sit him.
0: Oh man. Yeah. I, it'd be tough for me to start him, but we'll have to see, uh, joku was was kind of a flop but uh, i it's it's the tight end position it's i mean you you can't really read too much into it kareem hunt though um i believe he's on your bench he has massive value yeah Mm -hmm. 15 touches and he got i mean nick chubb had 21 carries but kareem hunt had all the value touches when they were in the red zone kareem hunt was in just because he is more versatile the and and did you see the play where kareem hunt scored
1: i did not no
0: he lined up at fullback with uh, nick chubb as running back they did a play action and cream hunt caught it out of the backfield for the touchdown it was a really wow. cool play i noticed it right away i'm like cream hunts in a fullback like what is going on and <laughs> and uh because nick chubb is just so much bigger than him so it just looked funny yes. but um yeah so cream hunt he, he he's he's always good when he's on the field and then christian watson oh yeah go ahead oh, yeah
1: no, and that's what you hate when you have a twenty-one point scoring person on your bench that you should have played.
0: <laughs> well, and those are touchdowns. He had two touchdowns. It's, I mean, Chubb gets those, and all of a sudden he's right up there with Barkley and Taylor. So it is what it is. Uh, what do you do, Christian Watson? He he didn't have a great stat line, but I thought he flashed. He dropped a walk in touchdown. Yeah, give it time. I he's also from a small school. Uh, our my state's very own NDSU. Um it, he he just looked nervous. He looked like he really beat himself up over that drop and Rogers giving him daggers. I'm sure he knew what was coming. Uh I don't know if that helps either. Rogers just really gets mad, so uh Watson's, looks like he has some value more than
1: uh the other receivers, I think. Agreed. I mean that's a twelve point play if he catches that ball and runs it into the end zone. So from a yep. fantasy standpoint, that's all he's missing and gonna be interesting they Mm -hmm. even ran him the ball once on a sweet type of play
0: so yeah Dobbs got one of those too so they're, they're definitely trying to use him. you know use their players and see what they got for argy's team he nearly beat you got 78 um josh allen looks like the qb1 he's he's probably i mean right now favorite for mvp i know it's week one but he just looks unstoppable he's also just running like a madman i mean they were up and he was still running a little scary to see that but he has no fear. Uh, he He's very good. Um, Nick Chubb is what he always is. He got a bunch of carries. He's a workhorse running back on a team that splits carries, which is kind of weird to say, but 21 carries. He just had his touchdowns sniped. That's going to go back and forth during the weeks. Sometimes he'll get the touchdowns and he'll have huge weeks. Uh, Cam Akers looked awful. I mean, they were kind of rolling with the hot hand and Akers didn't even get that many looks he got like three carries because henderson came in just had a spark and they just went with him so acres not one i drop, but uh doesn't look great to start deontay johnson didn't have a good game but he's exactly what i said he would be in that he he gets targets he had 12 targets that game mitch trubisky i was saying before the loss of tj watt i think is going to make them throw more because their defense won't be as good and that only helps deontay johnson He's not a big touchdown guy. I'd see him getting six or less touchdowns, but I—I I mean, he's going to be over 150, 160 targets. I bet on the year, 100 receptions. That's just great uh, bottom line. Rashad Bateman, Adam Thielen—they're kind of the same player. Bateman had a good week. Thielen had a bad week, but they're going to be swinging week to week just because they're in kind of one A, one B, or in Thielen's case, he's got Justin Jefferson on the other side of him. It's just they're going to be touchdown guys that need a touchdown to really have that 15 point game um Devin Singletary running back for the Bills he looks like he might get more work he didn't have a ton of carries but I thought watching the game personally just my my opinion I thought he looked a lot better than Cook and Moss and I could see him taking over I'm not sure if the Bills want to do that but did you notice that I I thought Singletary every time he was in looked a lot better than everybody else
1: I, I mean that was just the game you know like it was like Buffalo was just throwing everybody out there. I mean, I as a Zach Moss owner in a dynasty, like he was a healthy scratch for half the season last year. Like, and all of a sudden they're influencing him in, in game plans. So, but I do think Singletary is the guy to own. I don't think he's the guy of the future, but we'll have to see. Well,
0: and Cook, the rookie, he had a bad fumble. I mean, it yeah, wasn't it was. really that close of a game, but that the opportunity he got, he squandered it. So, and with rookies, especially, they they like to kind of punish them, exactly. Um, the bench for Argy does look rough. Ronald Jones, uh, Jalen Tolbert, um, Zadarius, or not Zadarius, I can't remember his name, Zemir White, I think, for the Raiders. They were all healthy scratches. Um, Zach Ertz, though, I'd be starting over Smith. Zach Ertz looked good. He looked like we thought he would, getting a lot of targets from Kyler Murray with Hopkins out, um, and bigger of... Coming off the injury, I, he he did nothing. I think he put up a bagel. Uh, yep, he did. I, I'd, I'd definitely i definitely be rolling with Zach Ertz there.
1: Yeah, I mean, when what time? I don't remember what times Ertz was projected to not play all weeks or not all week. Yeah, towards, and he had a bad season. Yeah, so I, I understand the the start of Herb Smith, but I mean the Vikings just. They didn't like, as some people said, they're gonna that Kirk Cousins is gonna throw eight touchdowns. I think if that happened, obviously it would have been a, an interesting game for Smith, but that wasn't the offensive showdown that most people were expecting.
0: Yeah, I mean, if football is rocket science, uh, Matt Patricia would be the Super Bowl champion every year. So <laughs> it is what it is. True. That. Um, all right, you can go to the next
1: one. Yeah, so we are on to Alex versus Fraz, um, which was a bit of a blowout. Um, sorry, Fraz, but it was not a sorry. good showing. <laughs> uh, Stafford as his quarterback did not look solid. Uh, I don't think that's anything to be concerned about. I think game tempo was, was big there. Stafford was never comfortable in the pocket. I think that cleans up. He just played a very, very good Bills defense on the national level, like, or you got sacked like seven team times, team. something like he that. He was pressured like crazy amounts. Like, hey, that's not going to happen every week. And I think Stafford's going to be just fine. But it is a rough first game uh, for your quarterback there. So uh, not much you can do. Other than that, uh, I mean, Derrick Henry and Zeke, in all honesty, I don't think they're, they looked terrible. They just both had... I mean you if you watch the Cowboys game, there just wasn't anything going for the Cowboys offense. uh it was just what do you do, and you started having to throw the ball down more than two touchdowns, and it just they, their offense went away from Zeke. Um, but when he got, he, he produced, he produced like he always does. I mean, he looked like a space commander with his face mask yeah. and a new style helmet. But I mean, he cool. He he, he, he still had 10 carries for 52 yards, averaging above five yards to carry. Like, uh, there's not much you can ask more out of a year running back from that standpoint. So, especially with, uh, subs like, backup lineman in there as well. So yeah. I think he performed well. It's just a rough week for him. I don't think Tony Pollard he cut into maybe some snaps, but it was about 50-50 oh, snaps. Yeah, and Pollard didn't produce yeah. any more than Zeke did. So it, it was it was kind of a game change plan. And then Derrick Henry, I mean if he doesn't have that fumble, he's got 82 yards on 21 carries. Like it's still a solid. And he's going to be fine throughout the rest of the year. Their offense just stalled at the end of that game, and not much you can do. And then I can't remember their rookie running back got the two touchdowns. Yeah, got two yeah. touchdowns that were kind of poached from Derrick Henry. I don't know if they're poached, but they're it big was, plays. Yeah, yeah. So not much you can do there. I think he's fine. Uh, Mike Evans looked like the Mike Evans of always. Mike Thomas. I mean, those two guys both performed. I mean, Mike Evans performed to what we wanted or what most people wanted. Mike Thomas, nobody, everybody saying, don't start him, don't start him. He's not going to play much. He's on a pitch count. And, yeah. I mean, he looked like the Mike Thomas of old. He played extremely well, got two touchdowns, eight reception, or eight targets, five receptions. Like, he did just fine. Juju. One of those guys that are playing for the offense, an offense that you want a, any piece of that you can get, I think this week his fumble might have hurt him a little bit more. Hopefully he doesn't lose confidence in the coaching squad, and that pulls him off. But I would be surprised to see that happen. He's too good of a wide receiver for them to even think about doing something like that. So Yeah, receivers get a, a lot more
0: point. flex than running backs for stuff like that, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and then the last two, tight end, his tight end and flex – Both Packers, I think Tanyan's going to see a lot more opportunities down the road, but this was just not a game you wanted anybody from the Packers' offense unless their name was A.J. Dillon. Um, It was a poor offensive performance against a divisional game against a rival team, according to the Vikings, even though the Packers consider Chicago their rival, but... Is not a good opening game for the Packers this year, so tough to have either of those guys on their teams. Um, and then we go into Alex's team. It looks like Russell Wilson's performing a pretty solid outing. Like It's going to be that offense has looked pretty good today, throwing the ball a ton already at 37, uh, throwing attempts with 25 completions. So Russell Wilson lo- looking to be the the workhorse once again. Uh as they're just letting him swing the ball. James Connor didn't perform well on the ground, but he sniped the touchdown, uh had a couple of receiving catches. It was it was pretty good from um that standpoint. If he doesn't get that touchdown, he scores less than six points. So it's well, and they're behind by so.
0: twenty points the whole game. So I mean yeah, Connor did so, about as good as you could hope.
1: Yeah. And then Antonio Gibson um performed pretty well, more so surprising from the receiving side of things. Uh, that's not normally his forte. I believe that's normally McKissick. Well, he can position. catch the
0: ball, but they don't. They don't give him those opportunities. I was surprised to see him get that many targets, and McKissick really not getting as many. So that's really good news for
1: Gibson. Yeah, owner. yeah. Seventy-two yards in the air, like in seven receptions, like that's huge. Which stat line. If that's, he's, gonna, if he's That's what he does. He's going to take. If he's going to take those, that's just solo receiving. Like that's he's definitely a receiver you want to own. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup and Devontae Adams as two wide receivers there, like they both looked unstoppable. From I mean, the Rams scored what one touchdown? Did they score one mm-hmm. touchdown? And Cooper Cup got it. Like if they score three, four, five touchdowns in a game, like Coop's going to Cup's going to see more of those. Uh And then Devontae Adams, seventeen targets, ten catches, one hundred and forty yards, yeah. and a touchdown. Like he has that was let wild. His, he's the same Adams that he was in Green Bay. Like he's just obviously creating space between his receivers and the quarterbacks trust throwing him the ball. So those that his team's going to be scary. Yeah. He's Um, not even almost the same. Like he is the
0: same. He, he looked Mm -hmm. so good. I mean, it was like he, and, and he looks like he's got a chip on his shoulder somehow too. Like, so he, yeah, that's that
1: receiver core is insane. Yes. And then we got Elijah Moore for the jets. And TJ Hawkinson for the De- for Detroit's tight end, and I think George Pickens, right? Yeah, George mm-hmm. Pickens. Yep, those three guys. I mean, Detroit for for TJ Hawkinson. Detroit scored five touchdowns, and he saw four receptions for 38 yards. It's not very confident, and just supposedly your top tier tight end who's supposed to catch a ball a lot, but we'll have to. He's see a how top that plays ten draft of...
0: pick. I mean, he's yeah. he's almost in bus potential now. I i really like him but he's just not showing up i don't i don't know what the deal is
1: yeah and then pickens and elijah moore i mean elijah moore saw most of the field had a few targets i mean their game just was the three field goal type game i believe so it wasn't as the jets it was the jets as kind of like you said um (laughs) that's that's a hard-hitting analysis we have here (laughs) George Pickens was like non-existent in the passing game for the Steelers. So kind of a surprising thing. A lot of people, people were some people were saying they didn't want to even play him this year. So uh, Hmm. the Steelers coaching staff, somebody said that they didn't want Pickens to play at all this year. But hard to believe from a high-drafted wide receiver. But we'll have to see. One reception for three yards. Like it's going to be hard to start him any games the rest of this season. Yep, And that's pretty much the wraps of Alex's team. Uh, He does have the Isaiah Pacheco, kind of we talked about a little bit on his bench. It'll be interesting to see if he sees more of the field, if he can maybe learn how to run block. He might steal some of those carries from CEH, but I mean, he's got 20, so I, I wish I could figure out how many snaps were played in that game because if he was only in on 23% of their snaps and he had 12 rush, rushing attempts, like that's probably pretty close to almost every time that he was in, he received the ball from a running standpoint. So
0: I'd have to see when he got him to, too, because they were up by a lot. So maybe he was getting them because they were up. But I just looking at the numbers, it's scary. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire getting the touchdowns. One was on that little shovel pass that the chiefs always yeah. do. And it counts as a passing touchdown. I have no idea why because it's a running play. Um, but yeah, one yeah, was on that. I mean, that usually goes to Kelsey. They did it with uh CH this time. So yeah. Uh, Pacheco is yeah. definitely someone to hold though. Um, yeah, definite. I mean, he
1: only, he only improved his, his opportunities going into the next week. So
0: yeah, I traded him in dynasty for Corey Davis. Feels good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Next game, Maycorn versus Rules, and this game was going on during the Monday night game, um, but it's over now because Jerry Judy pulled it off. He probably had our podcast up as bulletin board material and said, that Cal, uh, he's wrong. I'm going to go out there and style on him. He had like a long touchdown. I think it was even like 69-yard touchdown, so way way to go with that. Um, just right off the bat didn't even make rules sweat he just kind of very quickly in the first half got it the rest of his team debo he looks like he did last year he has even more upside now with mitchell out just like last year he'll definitely see carries um jeff wilson i think will get in there but debo is gonna get some work uh i bet he'll get double digit carries and double digit targets he'll be great wide receiver as long as he can stay healthy cmc I think most people would say he had a disappointing week, and it's kind of funny because 14 points is a horrible game for Christian McCaffrey, and that's about all you need to say. It's still <laughs> a lot better than a lot of running backs, so uh, I would not expect that to be the norm. David Montgomery looked a little scary. Uh, he he did okay, but with Herbert uh, cutting into his work, he looked good. He had... Uh, Herbert had nine carries for 45 yards and a touchdown, but Montgomery still had 17 carries and four targets. So, uh, a bit of a timeshare. I still think Montgomery's the guy to go with. Uh, and it's just going to be that touchdown, similar to a lot of running back by committees we've talked about. Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god, he's a wide receiver one right now for the Lions. I'm still interested to see how DJ Chart comes in. And then later when Jamison Williams comes back in the season, but amon is kind of just taking the role that he's given and running with it every chance he gets. So uh, th- there keeps kind of being naysayers for him, but he looks great and there's nothing to say. He doesn't just hold on to that. Mark Andrews, he had seven targets. He was still a top 15 tight end on a disappointing week. I want to say he had just seven points, still a top 15 tight end. Um, and that's his absolute floor. So that's why you get him as a top draft pick. Um, you know, next week, He could have 20, and Kelsey could have 7. It's just the tight end position. It's the nature of the beast. And then for his depth, Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk, uh, MVS, they all looked good. I think they're big matchup plays in the future, and I would be comfortable starting any of them. Kirk, even for a high floor play, Maybe maybe not the boom potential you'd want, but Trevor Lawrence targeted him a lot, and he looked pretty good.
1: I'd be very happy having a bunch of his wide receivers on my team.
0: Yep absolutely for macorn um lamar throwing the ball again he he did okay uh, the thing that worries me he only had six rushing attempts for 17 yards and part of me thinks that it's his contract he still hasn't worked that out i i think he needs to be signed before he's gonna run the ball because he knows what he's worth he's also his own agent which makes it weird um but i mean he threw okay and he the receivers look good, even though he lost his top one. So I think he's good. I, I'm not too worried. But that if he's not running, that really hurts his consistency and his upside because Lamar runs the ball. Jalen Hurts had Lamar numbers: 17 rushes.
1: Uh, that was kind of odd to see. I have to see how the Lamar Jackson. Uh, he claims that they're not going to do contract talk, but after their game this week, maybe that'll change. We'll have to see. Yeah, that. we'll have to see. Travis Etienne's stat line didn't look good, but
0: it didn't accurately show how good he was in my opinion. I thought he looked really good. He looked explosive. Robinson looked good too. Um, he dropped a walk in touchdown just like the other uh, rookie did for the Packers, and I I still like Etienne. I I don't think he's RB two level, but I think he's a flex level starter, and he's got explosiveness. I could see him um blowing up or taking a big touchdown. In, uh, I thought it was kind of funny that he dropped the pass because they always talk about Trevor Lawrence and he have uh, that chemistry from Clemson and then he just dropped it. So I kind of laughed when I saw that. But uh, he he looked a lot
1: better than the stat line. Did you watch ETN? I guess I thought he looked good. I didn't see any of that game, so I didn't get to see much other than the stat lines for them. So yeah, see him okay. get many many opportunities to run the ball, but roll with the hot hand in that game too. So
0: yeah james robinson's a Robinson. new frank gore he just it doesn't matter he can hurt everything and still be good <laughs> elijah mitchell's hurt that was the worry it's very rough godwin re-injured too devonta smith had the bagel it scary place to be with those guys although i do think macorn has some promise on his bench that can help fill some of these holes jamar chase shows that he has a shot at the wide receiver one too really for me it's Justin Jefferson and Cup, and then right behind him is Chase. He looked great, sixteen targets, and when they needed thing, I mean, they were going to Chase over and over, and he was getting open. He's so good. Um, Tony Pollard looked, as a Cowboys fan, he looked awful. He he didn't play well, and then on top of that, I thought they utilized him all wrong. They were running him just like they run Zeke up the middle. Pollard's an outside runner. He's small, catches passes. Uh, He did split snaps about 50-50. They're trusting him more in the passing game, uh, blocking and stuff. So, I mean, I think with Cooper Rush, that's a bump up for Pollard. But he, if they, I don't know, the Cowboys are a mess. So it's it's hard to say. Travis Kelsey really showed why he's still the 1A and Andrews is the 1B at tight end. No one's even close to them. Um, Talked about them a lot. And then on his bench, Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson, both rookies, they showed promise. Wilson had eight targets. Um, Elijah Moore was kind of supposed to be the guy but Wilson looked good and he was one of the top receivers taken Um, and then Traylon Burks he had five targets but he showed flashes I mean he was running open down the field and he looks like he's kind of inheriting the A.J. Brown role right away so that's good I think there's a lot of promise for Burks finally on his bench he had Mike Davis Isaiah Spiller Tyler Algier all healthy scratches, or in Davis's case, had two carries. Those are, I would drop those guys right away. Waiver wire, uh, get in a new batch. Those are good holds, but they're not worth keeping um, for me right now, especially with the with the injuries that Macorn had.
1: I think I'll 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 say Algier with. Damian Williams going out. I think he's the guy to hold on to there, though. If you didn't state that, um, yeah, Cordell Patterson, twenty four carries though. Oof. Yeah, I, I mean th- that was part of the game plan though. They lost their running back of who who else will get carries there. Yeah, uh, I think Algier comes in and fills the spot. I, I don't think it's. Do it's you hold them if you are Makehorn with three guys
0: getting injured and stuff? Do you still hold Algier and cross your fingers? I I, I don't know if I'd take that
1: chance. It's tough to say. If the the, only—I don't know what Damian Williams' injury is. If he's out for an extended amount of time, I do think Algiers the running back, too, there. And, I mean, Cordell Patterson isn't going to see the full running back workload. He's not a running back normally, uh, even though he's been utilized as a running back. And I think that's the only position he can play on fantasy. So I do think he'll have some value. I don't think—I think you drop the others, obviously. Spiller and, I mean, Mike Davis looked— very poor in his couple opportunities mm-hmm. that he got. So. And they signed Kenny and Drake <laughs> on top of that, so... Yeah, so I think those two are easy cuts. I think Algiers one that you might want to hold on to just in case. All right, last game. Take us home. Cal versus Zorbis, and this one just finalized as we were recording our podcast. Uh Cal took the win by less than 0.3 points uh, due to Damn a right. couple <laughs> catches on the last drive for... <laughs> Denver Broncos running back Was Jamal it, Williams. Jamal Williams.
0: Say his name, Bean. I'm buying his jersey now. It,
1: Jamal, it is. Is it Jamal Williams? I thought. Oh, oh man, it's, it's Javante. Javante. God, I'm a it's
0: dumbass. Javante. Oh my God, Jamal Williams is the Lions guy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that in because that's
1: I deserve it. All right. What I mean. On to Cal's team. I mean, Hertz had a strong rushing game. 17 carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Like, that's what you get when you draft a guy like Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm, uh, as mm-hmm. much as Cal didn't like drafting him as early as he did, uh, it was a very strong showing, and that's what you're going to see most of the year from him. Yeah. Eckler was kind of a surprising not good performer this week. Uh, I don't know what the deal was there. Um, only 14 carries. He did have four receptions for 36 yards, which did save him from having a tra- dramatic week. Uh, but he will produce. I think it's just knocking off the cobwebs from for the year, getting back into game speed type of stuff for him. Yeah. Uh, Javante Williams, I mean, 11... 11- receptions like that is a huge huge thing for a running back if he's only going to get seven carries but he still has that type of production from a receiving standpoint like he's a running back you want to own because if he gets 15 20 carries a game and he still has some risk receiving opportunities like his floor is just so high uh every week so it does look like a good pick for javante williams it doesn't look he like, did have a fumble though a so
0: that's worrisome but yeah it-
1: it didn't look like Melvin Gordon took much of a role from away from him, so I think it's his position to lose. That's what we're, any Javante Williams owners wants to see, so that's kind of good uh, for Cal's perspective. Uh, in reality, Tyreek Hill, um, Gabe Davis, and Malcolm Brown all looked, or Marquise Brown, not Malcolm Brown, uh, Hollywood Brown, all looked like kind of like what they looked like last year. I mean, Gabe Davis had the huge game in the playoffs, Uh, of last year but he came out strong he was the deep opportunity for the bills as well as digs was tyreek hill doesn't look like he's really changed at all kind of similar to adams went back into that same role that he had the only thing is he didn't get a touchdown if he gets a touchdown his stat line blows up um he just had had a lot of targets eight receptions uh, on 12 targets and 94 yards. He did have a fumble, so that hurts his number a little bit. But, I mean, he's going to be just fine. Doesn't didn't lose a step going to a new place. So kind of a surprising thing for some wide receivers that change teams this year.
0: He got uh, popped, too. Did it,
1: you see that? Popped his helmet off? I did not see that. No. It was was a good, he's
0: Tyree he Kill, so he just jumped right up. But it was like, ooh. But he, yes. he just gets hit like
1: that all the time. It's crazy. Yes. Marquise Brown did... Hollywood Brown type stuff, four receptions, 43 yards and a touchdown. So not strong, strong numbers, but need to produce the same as Terry Kel with his touchdown. So the one surprising thing was Mike Williams with Allen kind of being out. I'm surprised to see him only get four targets and two receptions yeah. for 10 yards. Like, I don't know what what's going on there, but I mean their offense still produced points. It's just... I don't know. I don't really recall who those points went to, but obviously it wasn't Eckler or Mike Williams as Cal's team did see, but it did get him just enough to squeak out the performance. And then on Cal's bench, he does have, I think, the running back to own for the the Rams this year. It's Daryl Henderson or Bust. It seems like in for the Rams, Cam Akers. Like it just didn't seem like. Their coaching staff has confidence in him. In him yet, and they wanted to go to the guy who performed well for them last year until he got hurt. So I think it's Daryl Williams' spot to lose, and until yeah. he take, I think Cam Akers will just, yeah, uh, Henderson will just will continue getting those carries until he doesn't perform, and Cam Akers gets an opportunity. So yeah,
0: I think it's hot hand right now. Henderson, it's Henderson's job to lose, so he he could certainly lose it. You know and get benched for acres acres comes in has a similar game and takes it over uh kind of scary but yeah he looked he looked pretty good to me he looked a lot better than Akers, obviously
1: yep and then for Zorbis, poor poor Zorbis this week losing by less than 0.3 points um uh, pending stat correction in case if anything was messed up
0: yeah when you but, mess with the bull man or...
1: you get the you get the horns it's just the way it is but Yes. Justin Food Herbert chain. looked strong. I, I don't think there's really too much to be concerned about with his team, but Justin Herbert looked like the Justin Herbert we've seen for the past couple seasons. Like he's been really strong. Uh, Joe Mixon was the workhorse a ton of receptions out of the backfield as well. Didn't score a touchdown, still puts up 18 points. Like that's a strong performance. AJ Dillon. Like I kind of said, I think he's the guy to own in green Bay. Like he saw 10 carries. All of his carries looked like a strong like he just was a strong running back coming out. I would not want to run into that guy. I don't know if I had if I had to pick between AJ Dillon or Leonard Fournette. I don't know which one I'd rather get hit by, but I wouldn't be happy with either option. Um, and then he had production out of the backfield as well. bunch of catches, uh, five catches for six targets for forty six yards. Like that running back core for Green Bay is just going to see a lot of fantasy points this season, in my opinion. Stephon Diggs picked up right where he left off last year as well. Um, strong outing, touchdown on a deep ball. Um, nine targets, eight receptions, 122 yards. Like, not much you can ask for more out of that guy. Hunter Renfro, unfortunately, I think is the guy looking in the window to the rest of his team. Um, he did have a fumble. He had a couple targets, but Devontae Adams and Waller are, are going to Poke away at his, I think, performance this this season. Um, yeah, those are all big
0: target hog guys, and there's just not enough passes to feed them all.
1: Yeah, and then Tyler Lockett today's game just—he uh, didn't look like to talk Tyler Lockett we've seen in the past. No, oh. and he doesn't have Russell Wilson, so Tyler Lockett just isn't isn't going to be that play. It's going to be hard to see him produce a lot coming. The next few weeks but we'll have to see how that plays out t higgins also on his team came out with an injury the the concussion we'll have to see how that turns out the rest of the week if he can clear protocol on thursday or not if he doesn't obviously it's going to be a little bit of a struggle but um zorbas's team does have i think the running back to own uh for the bulk of the carries with james robinson so i think he'll have a plenty plenty opportunities in that flex position. Uh, to play some of the guys that are on his bench. Uh, Higby, Okujabuan, however you pronounce his last name for, for Denver.
0: Yeah, I just call him Okujon
1: no. <laughs> So we'll have to see. I mean, and even Jerry Leverett had produced. So the the multiple tight end picks, like if you watch the Denver game, literally I don't think there was a throw to one of their wide receivers until like almost towards the end of the first or the out until the end of the second quarter. So their tight ends are getting influenced a lot. I think that's a good guy to own. So, but yeah. unfortunately for Zorbus, it just wasn't enough this week. Skips, uh, Cal skips away with a win by less than 0.3 points this week. So
0: I do love skipping, so it's only appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that all you got for that? That's all I got for that. All right, we are way over time. I'm going to quickly just blast through our auction house, which is the waivers. And I'm still going to do the drop. So here's our auction house. Auction house. All right, for running backs, people to look at for waivers. Jalen Warren is Najee's backup. He's someone that would be good to have in case Najee doesn't play. Maybe just a good stash. Dontrell Hilliard is the uh, Titans running back. He's a backup for Derrick Henry. He had two touchdowns this week. Uh, But he only had five total touches, again, a good handcuff backup to have. Um, I wouldn't trust him right now, but he could definitely see more work with a performance like that. If you need a running back really bad, Rex Burkhead looks like the starter for the Texans. He was the only one they trusted on passing downs. I think that changes as the year goes on, but Burkhead would be who I get if I need a plug-and-play right now um, option better than a zero. Uh, for wide receivers, Devin DuVernay was the other Ravens receiver. He almost looked like the number one target. I think him and Rashad Bateman will go back and forth, but Bateman stepping up. I'd be wary. Mark Andrews had a bad game. So I think in the future when Mark Andrews has a good game, either uh, DuVernay or Bateman will struggle, but uh, definitely a top receiver I'd look at is him. Um, Robbie Anderson has shown he can be a wide receiver two, even a wide receiver one. Plays for the Panthers, uh, Baker Mayfield seemed to like him. Inconsistency, I would expect that, but he could uh, be Baker's favorite and said DJ Moore. So um, definitely someone I would roll with if I was desperate at receiver. Um, with Keenan Allen being out, looking at guys on the chargers like DeAndre Carter or Joshua Palmer, either of them could step up while Allen is recovering. Mike Williams and Eckler will likely get a bump in work, but if Mike Williams just continues what he did last week, Carter and Palmer could both be big contributors at wide receiver. And then finally, um, Zay Jones quietly for the Jaguars, he had some good production. I like receivers for bad teams. Um, I like when other receivers do well like Kirk. I think Zay Jones could sneak into being almost like a Hunter Renfro-esque guy, uh, where he's got a high floor, low ceiling. Um, someone that I uh, would maybe hold and see what he does. Potential streamers for a quarterback and tight end. Carson Wentz looks like a great streaming option coming forward. Plays the Lions next week. Uh, they gave up 38 to the Eagles and then they play Philly and then Dallas. Um, Carson Wentz has strong receiver core. Everybody's healthy. Uh, Antonio Gibson is catching passes. So he's a streaming option for anyone looking for a quarterback. And then at tight end, You have O.J. Howard. He had uh, touchdowns. Touchdowns make a tight end. Two receptions, two touchdowns is peak efficiency. Um, I could see more with the Texans playing from behind. Uh, He looked really good even though he only had two receptions. So he's going to be a boom bust, but that's kind of what you're doing when you're streaming tight end anyway. And then finally, if you really want to risk it, you can go with Taysom Hill. He's a true boomer bust. He doesn't even really play tight end. He just comes in the game. Um, This week, he had a touchdown and just ended up being the boom week. Uh, next week he gets the Bucks, so that's probably not the week I'd trust him, but it is what it is. And then yeah, anything quickly to add to that bean, I know I went through that really
1: fast. No, you hit it all note on the on the nose there with, with Devon Duvernay and Robbie Anderson. I think those are our big pickups for this week Uh, jalen warren hillard like they're all guys that we just don't know what they're gonna do but they're gonna have good stash potential on your bench in case something happens or they take a bigger piece of those offenses going forward
0: dang right all right and now we'll end with our week one uh cream of the crop awards sponsored sponsored by the macho man randy savage but the cream rise to the top oh yeah all right, our first award is the ooh mr popular award which recognizes greatness in the area of being ooh so popular and that goes to uh me and bean for excellence in the area excellence in the area of many people wanting to guest star on our podcast this week uh once we increase security um and do some background checks we'll look forward to having guests on future episodes so uh congratulations to us we're the cream of the crop
1: the cream of the crop
0: The next award is the Piss It Down Your Leg Award, which recognizes greatness in the area of most likely pissing away a hot start to the fantasy season. That goes to Mike for making the classic mistake of talking about how good his team is um, this week. So, uh, congratulations uh, to you for that.
1: The cream of the crop!
0: And then finally, the Silent but Deadly Award, which recognizes greatness in silently producing a subtle yet overpowering stench of victory, goes to Devastator for secreting a steady stream of points all over Frilly's team and doing so without speaking in either league chat or Discord. Uh, well done, Devastator. The cream of the
1: crop. Being any last words? No, but this was a long episode. and We'll have to see if we can find ways to short it up come the following podcast
0: yeah i guess i'll end with saying if anyone uh, tell us what you think about the length of the episode i know it's long we definitely don't mind talking about it but if there's anything you think we could do less of like talk less about um the players on the team we try to talk about the starters um yeah we can maybe try to not talk about every single player so just let us know what you think um thank you so much for listening especially if you listened at the end and uh yeah love you guys see you later love love, love. bye
1: Hello. Hey, calm your tits. Got them.